So, Aaron, it's been how many months now since you guys have been back? What month is Man, it? I think it was, uh, I think we came back in May not knowing whether we were going to move back to Kansas or not. And then uh, it, about two months went by. We said we were going to take a two-month break and uh, just uh, spend time with family, rest, spend time with the Lord. And then um, that would have been May. Yeah, it would have been July when we decided to, to move back here. And um, it was a, I guess I didn't tell you guys that story. It was an interesting, well, maybe just to me, an interesting story. Uh, but uh, we were, uh, we took an early anniversary trip out to Colorado, uh, just Beth and I. And on the, we had a great time. We went hiking. We did, you know, we did all the stuff. And uh, the last day we were taking communion together uh, and getting ready to, to pack things up. And I said, Lord, even today, uh, if you would just open up a door, I said, things have been hard. Just open up a door. We'll do whatever you want us to do. And, and, um, I said, even today. And so, you know, we went, we packed up, we came back, uh, Lydia had vacation Bible school. It was awesome. Uh, afterwards, uh, they did a program afterwards. Um, somebody came up and said, uh, Hey, we have this, uh, job that we think will be perfect. And we knew Beth had a, a degree in hospitality and, and uh, uh, hotel and restaurant management. And uh, so they said, uh, you know, maybe uh, just think about it if you guys are ever interested in moving back here. And so we said, uh, nope, <laughs> you know, that's that's not for us. That's for sure. For sure. Not for us, because, you know, Gove's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And then this is like, you know, 20, 20 minutes further out in the middle of nowhere. And so um but I, I told Beth that night as we're going to bed, I said, uh, I said, I said, I don't know. We prayed. Remember what we prayed? And we we prayed that the Lord would open up a door for us for this season and, and what he wanted for us. And and uh, so two weeks went by and Beth's like, no, no, no. And then finally, she's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reach out. And we had had a trip planned back. Uh, Grace had volleyball camp, et cetera, et cetera. And um, anyway, uh, the ball started uh, just rolling and it was just, um, you know, the, the, the Lord graced it and the door was open. And I think it's, I think it's funny. Sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes that destiny doors, like you're so oiled up, you just slide on right through. Right. And then other times you're like, I mean, I, I really don't know what's going on right now in this moment. And, and you're kind of getting the nudge through the door a little bit. And I think that was kind of the moment because we had no plans to come back to, to Western Kansas and, and, um, uh, for a season of rest, for a season of recovery, for a lot of different things that the Lord's doing. But anyway, uh, that door opened for us. Uh, she took a, a pretty cool job, and uh, we're out here uh, now around family, which is a blessing. But yeah, that's kind of been our, our transition. It's been good. I've been walking through some health stuff, so I haven't been doing a, a whole lot, just spending time with family, spending time with the Lord, and uh, doing broadcasts. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's been that was July. So however many months ago that was. Time so was that that's that big uh, barn look not barn looking thing, but like that you guys that I saw p pictures of like, is that is that where you're staying or the other thing is immaculate? So, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's where she works at. Uh, she's technically a ranch manager would be the, her title, but she does a hospitality for a, a private corporate uh, hunting lodge is the part of what they do out here. And uh, so uh, a lot of people come in, uh, you know, all over the place and uh, they get to tell them about their business and, and, and things like that. And they get to do some hunting and some other fun things while they're out there. And she gets to be a part of that and cool. uh, really gets to um, 
maybe uh, interact with, touch, or impact lives that uh, normally wouldn't be in our sphere of influence. And, um, you know, the the Lord loves uh, down and outers, right? But he loves us all. He loves up and outers, too. It doesn't matter if you, you know, he loves the rich, he loves the poor, he wants us all to come back, uh, be reconciled to him. You know, it's his will, it's his desire that we all be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. And so um, we're kind of thrust into a different um sphere of influence completely to where we had been before and um they've been just such such a blessing to us and uh, we live in a uh, a ranch house the house uh, on the property not the not the lodge where, where you saw the pictures uh, but about a mile from there cool on the same property and so that's what we've been doing i've been spending more doing what Beth's done in the past in the background and she's kind of been in the forefront while i'm resting and healing up and and things like that so um, it's been an interesting journey because I find myself saying things she used to say, and she's saying things to me that I used to always say. And it's, so it's like, it's funny, this role reversal, but we're getting more, I know the Lord's helping us to, in this season, to be able to work to bet, to, uh, better together by seeing different perspectives. I'm seeing her perspective. I'm like, man, some of this stuff's tough you were doing. And she's like, oh man, some of this stuff you were doing wasn't as easy as what it looked. And and so the Lord's using that to shape us and mold us because he's an ever-present God. He's present with us right now in this season, right? But he's also preparing us for what's to come. And so in this season of rest, while we're, while we're you know, while we're making sure that our lamps are full, you know, that, uh, that he's put us in a new sphere of influence, but he's also growing us. He's also maturing us through this. And like, sometimes we think things are just really easy, right? We like, we love the, 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 the parts of the gospel where we're seeing people saved and healed and delivered and uh, the finances are flowing and coming in. And, and then there's other times where it's like, you know, most of Paul's ministry and you go down and you're like, ouch, 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 ouch. And it wasn't the Lord that caused those things, but the call on his life put him in a position where the enemy was attacking him repeatedly and over and over but through that, there's a refining that comes because we know that the Lord turns all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so like we're in a season of where like we had a lot of victories. Right. And people are like, man, they're running fast. They're running hard. And yet, but it but it's came at a cost as well. We're going through a season more that's that's pruning right now, more that's uh, resting right now, more that it's not seeing those natural victories, those things, those Facebook posts that everybody loves to see. Um, but he's really doing a work in us in this time of, of, of resting, in this time of making sure that the, the oil's full and overflowing. I keep thinking about the, 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 the 10 virgins, you know, mm -hmm. and, and making sure we have that oil in our lamp. And I think um, a lot of times we get to running and running in that, in that oil. We should be in that place of that ever-flowing oil, right? But there's times when, um, when maybe we've stepped out of what we've been graced for a little bit and that oil can start to wane a little bit and we can start even, um, I love what I did in North Carolina, but we can also start serving ministry more than we're, than we're serving him. And we can get so busy and caught up in trying to do the natural things that we're not um, serving, you know, worshiping before him, praising before him. And the secret place is, is, uh, is a little less time being spent there. And that's something that we need to be cautious in because, there's times where that's graced and we're supposed to run and like the secret place is everywhere we go. Yet at the same time, I can get distracted by good natural things that we're doing as well. And I think um, just just to be open and honest with you guys, I think last season, you know, I got as soon as we moved to North Carolina, I got hit um, with uh, cardinal neuralgia. Uh, it's the 
it's one of the top two most painful things they say you can have. And so I was dealing with that and trying to continue to maintain and to go and and it was hard to focus and to read and to do all these things. And, and, and uh, you know, I think that, that part of this season of rest is because, yes, part of that was grace, but I think I stepped out of part of what I was graced to do. And, and recognizing that doesn't mean anything was necessarily uh, bad or, or wrong, but we have to be able to walk. We have to stay in the river. We have to begin to, to um, I, I think it says when you stay in the middle of the river, it's hard for those barking dogs to get at you, you know, and and the river of life, it's ever uh, refreshing and flowing. And sometimes when we step out of that grace, it's not that it's a bad thing, but we can kind of get out of that river, out of the flow for us. And um, I think part of this season is, is finding our flow again. And and um, the Lord's really laid uh, you two uh, on my heart in this season. I pray for you guys. And uh, we're doing some some broadcasts. Uh, and uh, but this is this is a good season. It's, there's no such thing as a bad season with the Lord. And I'm talking a lot, and so I'll, I'll be quiet for a little bit. But, I, but that's kind of for me where I'm at. Like it's it's been a it's been a great journey. Uh, and you can ask more questions. I'll, I'll talk about whatever. But, um, but it hasn't looked like wins in the natural. Like it's looked like complete failure, utter utter failure uh, in a lot of places in the natural. But it's being obedient to what God has for you in that season. And even if if I mess up or if someone else messes up, you know what? God can restore that. He can he can bring those that lost time even back in a moment. And so sometimes we get so focused um, on on the external manifestation of what we think our destiny is instead of it letting him shape us and mold us and transform us along the journey. And um, one of the things that he's bringing my focus back to, we talked about on the last time we were together is, is foundational things back to family and back to uh, ministering before for him. And so, you know, he's, he's taking me back to the beginning. He's taking me back to, to my first love. And uh, it's been a, it's been a hard, but it's been a really a beautiful season. So that's that in a nutshell. Love that's it. awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Aaron. Yeah, it's been a journey. I think it's important for us, all of us to share, not just the highs, like, you know, we can put those things out there and get the Facebook likes, but like what it's like to walk through. Uh, I love, I love your, your, your podcast thing, Kingdom Bringer. Like we want those Kingdom Bringer moments, you know, but the kingdom's being, is in us, but it's being forged in us to where it can manifest to the world around us. Um, and sometimes it's coming through the, those harder seasons and, uh, uh, the seasons of pr those pruning seasons bring more fruit, you know, and he loves us. So he prunes us and that helps us produce that fruit. And, and that's what yeah. makes it, that's what makes the good stories though. I mean, it's like the kingdom in me looks a little different than the kingdom in you. Yeah. Come on. I'm not saying that the kingdom looks different, but the manifestation of that kingdom through me and my talents and my faults and my issues is going to look much different than either one of you guys. And I think that's a beautiful thing about, that's a beautiful thing about the kingdom. The fact that God actually trusts, trusts us with, with his kingdom, you know? Yeah. And we it, need each other to complete the mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the, that's probably the, one of the hardest realities to like in the natural world, you just go, 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 but we need to find those complementary pieces that can that can build with this, you know. My and, story, my story is absolutely incomplete without <laughs> either one of you guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
you can you can remove you can remove a Scott Tilly from my story and it's it's just a much different story like it's it's a much different outcome it's a much different path the journey is entirely different um maybe less stressful but the point is just kidding just kidding it's fine <laughs> you know what i mean though right <laughs> i no <laughs> i dropped that joke yeah think. no i no i i probably have stressed you in the right ways in life i'm totally yeah. kidding <laughs> but, but seriously like, yeah. like we can joke about it but that's iron sharpening iron yeah. you know what i mean like if if all i hung around was people that i agreed with like one of the things i love i love about darren in the natural i would hate it but in this kingdom i love it is he brings a contrary opinion and not not hatefully like our heart matters right the way we deliver things and mm -hmm. and sometimes that different perspective is is what I've been missing to to help elevate me to the next uh, part of my walk with the Lord. And if I refuse to be sharpened, um, we we kind of have this 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 thing of we get this you know we call it a lone wolf, but it's also really an orphan spirit. Like that we mm. that, you know we're off on our own, and really it's not just about our dad, but we don't have siblings, and and you know we won't let anyone else um, come in and speak into our lives. And I think that that's one of the one of the one of the big issues that we have um, in the body of Christ is not letting other people speak into us brother to brother or or uh, maybe someone that's been walking with the Lord longer, you know, bringing some correction into our life when when we need to need it and to be open to that. And what I love about you guys is that, that I can see that because it's there's there's times where there can be that tension. But in that tension, there's there's that sharpening. But most of the time it's like but 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 when we're not sharpening it's like we're those 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 complementary pieces that come together for the assignment and and we help propel each other uh just as much as we help sharpen each other no that's good i i i definitely over exaggerate that stress i hope you understand that that's a total, <laughs> a total over exaggeration on my part i love no, tilly uh, dude, we've enough. had some great times together and i yeah. think that that's what's again, propelled us to where we're at now. I mean, you said it earlier, like our life wouldn't be complete without the memories and and the good things that we walk through and even the bad things. Like I, I think I'm for me, I'm learning that in this season is, you know, it's okay to, as you said earlier, like post the highlight reel, but like, man, the authenticity comes from the places where we're in the mud and, and it's like, you don't know what tomorrow looks like. You don't know what, you know, you, whatever you label ministry to look like tomorrow or the next day. And um, I've just been learning a lot. I've been sitting back and and taking a lot of notes on life and not just on Sundays, just where I am and why I'm there. And there's a lot of things that I could pinpoint back to early ministry, early childhood that, you know, because I'm always looking to um, better myself in whatever area that might be. Um, and I'm, and I, I've have blind spots that if I don't have Darren calling out in me, I may not see for myself. And there's just certain people I won't take correction from, but he's definitely one of them that I will because he knows those highlights and he knows those low, those lows, just like, just like you. And I, I think that that's, um, I also know where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, absolutely. That helps big time. Like if I think, something that may, might be lacking in the body of Christ a little bit is people expressing like their goals, <laughs> expressing where I want to be because they might be afraid of what that might look like, or they might be uh, afraid to share that with somebody because they're not there yet. You know, I haven't arrived yet. No, I actually have goal. I have places that I want to be that I'm not yet. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, that's a, that's a humble stance. I feel like it's a good place to be like, no, I haven't arrived, but I, there is a place I want to go. And there's a few folks in my life that actually know that direction. You yeah. Know? And I think, it's, I think it's good to say like, you need to share that with people that you are taking with you to that place. Yep. Like, I'm not that's saying good. that they have to live in, in the same house as you live, but no, that's these good. are people that you've trusted. So it's, it, it is an opening up of that. And I think once you voice that, I think God can honor that. I don't think that he can um, honor things that we often hide, you know, like he didn't honor, he didn't honor Adam and Eve hiding in the, in the garden, get in, in, in the garden scene. Like he, when they came forth, it was like, okay, now we can work on this. It was, you know, so I, th- I think that we have to have that perspective, too, is who is it, though? C- because there's so many different people that I'm just I know that are in the boat with me, but aren't rowing. So I'm like, dude, I, I got to Like, I got to have some out of you because you need me. I need you. We need each other. And without us all doing our job, then we're only going to get half to the half of the pace, of the place that we want to be. And I, I think at large, the church has really lost uh, focus of where we want to be, that it is about. Uh, it is about these greater things that God wants to do in our life. But I think that the church has done a great job of placing in those visions, those dreams on the backs of those in leadership and not um, not sharing their own goals and visions from the congregation. I'm not saying everybody needs a voice. I'm not saying everybody needs the microphone or everybody needs to, you know, talk about we should go this way, we should go that way. I think you have a team for a reason. And and, and we pray that, that that team that you have is is anointed for that position and and, and that God is bringing great things through them and great provision through them. Um, but I think that the team, man, the team factor behind it is just so crucial in this hour because, you know, I, I can look back over some of our own ministries and just see where, the, where the, the enemy was allowed to come in and just pick people off because there was no accountability, because there was no this, there was no that. And I don't want to necessarily have to go through that if I don't have to. Like, I realize there's, I think there's a difference between pruning and just being in a place where you're not supposed to be, you know? And, and, and I love the, I'm, I'm beginning to love the pruning process. I'm beginning to love the, oh yeah, yeah, that I do need to work on that. And thank you for bringing that up. You know, whereas before I may have been quick to go, eh, they just don't share the same vision as I do. They they just don't see things, you know, rightly or whatever. And it's just been a great place, man. I feel like I found so much freedom, so much more freedom to minister from the place of my heart that I'm supposed to, and it's not every week like it used to be, you know, I mean, it's every day, but in a different capacity, because I think sometimes we, we feel like it has to be from behind a pulpit or, or from a, you know, um, a platform, you know, and instead of just doing what the Lord has called you to do and do it to the one that's next to you or with the one that's next to you. And I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I kept, I, I kept, uh, I kept thinking about just, the purpose behind what we're doing in this hour. And I think this, there's, there can be an urgency to like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to get souls. Jesus is coming back. Everybody's going to, you know, but Jesus was, was never in a hurry. Like he was always intentional. I think the intentionality behind what Jesus did is something that I strive for, whatever the moment be to be intentional in that moment. And it's so easy to miss if we are just rowing all the time and straining all the time. And trying to make the next thing work and trying to get to the next place in ministry, trying to get the next checkpoint. And I really feel like we can outrun our anointing, so to speak, if that, if that makes sense, like in, in so many different areas of, of ministry and life. And I, I just, I want to be stride for stride with Holy spirit. I think in a nutshell, that's where I want to be in this season. I don't want to 
try to reach too far or go or look far too back. Like I, I just, I want to be stride for stride with him. And um, I feel like I'm failing it daily. <laughs> like I really do because I analyze my life very harshly. I am my own worst critic. I promise you that nobody is more harder on me than me. <laughs> and um, I'm just thankful for the life breathing um, words that both you guys carry and, and speak into my life from your positions and from the places that you are. And the stories that the book that, that God has written to, you know, with us together. And so, yeah, that's a lot. Good. I love what you said. You said, you didn't say it quite like this, but we've made it about pulpits and platforms instead of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times that that's, that's the focus that we, we, when we, you know, pulpits and platforms aren't bad things in and of themselves, but when we make them the focus, and you know we 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 lose track of the people, and um, I'd rather help build people around me, <clears throat> you know, build the kingdom around me than than than. Uh, and we can do that with a big platform. You can do that with a with a pulpit, and those are, are are great tools. But when we make it about them instead of the people, we've we've really missed it, you know. And I, I think about another thing you said. You know, I've got plenty of people that want to be on the mountaintop with me. But I, I, I want some people that can be in the foxhole with me, that can be in the trenches with me, that can be in the day to day that we can that we can help that we can help go together, you know, and praise God for the people that are there at the top of the mountain. I love that, you know, but I want those people in my life that uh, I can count on uh, day in and day out uh, that have my best interests uh, at heart that can tell me the things that I need to hear, whether they're good or whether they're hard to hear, you know, and. I think that that's uh, that's important. And another thing you said, I I I actually uh, I heard a sermon on it this week, and it was you know without uh, knowledge or without vision, my people my people perish. And you talked you just touched on that just a little bit. And I think that's so important. And I think that's one another problem that we have in the body is in as uh, a Habakkuk it says uh, write the vision and make it plain so those who read it can run with it and. Um, there is a, a place where we need to, uh, just what Darren said, you know, we need those people in our life who know where we're going, that, that we've been God ordained to help each other. And sometimes you're lifting my arms up. Sometimes I'm lifting your arms up, but so, too often we've made it about, um, how do I want to say this? Uh, instead of, there's always a counterfeit to the genuine. And there's always people that are trying to build their own kingdoms instead of the, the kingdom. And part of it's immaturity. Um, and we need to recognize those things and be able to pray for people and to be able to help them. But when true vision is laid out, a vision from the Lord is laid out, it actually, um, it will, it's like a magnet. It draws those people in uh, that the Lord needs to complete uh, that vision. And I think it's so important. That's why we need to be able to articulate the vision and and uh, some of the biggest division that I've seen personally in the body of Christ isn't anyone missing their calling, but it's but it's when one vision and another vision uh, part ways, and we don't recognize instead of instead of blessing and saying, "Man, that's awesome! I want to help you any way I can in that," and I'm going to continue on the path that I am to fulfill that vision that the Lord has for me. We're like, "Oh, they missed it, and they're off." And then uh, you know we had a we had a church split that was like that, and in hindsight. Um, what, what I see was, was like, man, that was an awesome vision they were carrying. I should have helped birth that thing for them. I could have easily mm -hmm. done that. And, uh, and I missed it, 
you know, and and so the the split was was wasn't a split of anyone being wrong, but a split of immaturity, mm. you know, and and I think that there's been there has been restoration that's this came through that, but man, I don't ever want to see that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be able to recognize a vision that the Lord has given to someone um, to run with. And, and I want to be able to bless that. And I maybe not be, I may not be able to run with them all the way, but I want to be able to bless that. And I think a lot of times what we see is this competition instead of this completion, because I can't complete the whole assignment. They've got part of it to do too. And when we recognize that, then that's the body that's starting to work together. But we've made this about clubs and about how many people I can get someone in so I can stay in ministry and this and that. And then we've missed the fact that, man, they're doing something awesome over there. And there are people walking in maturity that, that, that do this well. But I'm saying this is one of the problems that we see that, man, instead of blessing these different places that where it's become a competition. And when we realize that we've the gifts and the callings that have been on our life, that they're complementary pieces uh, that, that there's no competition in my in my body, like my right hand is not fighting against my left hand. And yet in the body of Christ, we see a lot of things that are contrary because we think a little bit differently in one area or another area. And I think once we start to see, um, recognize um, what's of the Lord, we ought to begin to celebrate those things. I'm rambling a little bit again uh, here, but I, I think that that's one of the biggest one of the big problems that we have right now is is not celebrating other people. I mean, I can't celebrate everything that's going on in in Africa right now, but I can pray for my brothers and sisters. Right. I can I can I can bless people that way. But uh, in our own communities, just think about the uh, uh, the division that we've all seen probably in that when the Lord wants us to be in that unity, that place of of a beautiful place of brotherly unity where it ends up being that place of the commanded blessing because if if we're truly building the kingdom there's going to be enough provision and and that's not just finances that's people that's laborers uh there's plenty of fish in the sea like there's no competition here it's it's we should all be working together and man praise god for the food ministry they may not be seeing everyone healed on the streets but praise god that they're feeding the feeding the hungry you know, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with the with the with the local pastor, man. There's so many people that that's one of the hardest things is is seeing um, like if I'm called to let's just say I'm called to local ministry. I'm like, man, why are people going overseas all the time and doing all of these things? And yet they're not even doesn't appear that they're helping at all in their own community. And then they have the people going with the gospel into the nations. And they're like, I can't believe people are just sitting there in the pews and, and not going to the nations. And neither one of them are off, but it's, it's a working together, a coupling together that if we would actually uh, start functioning as a body, how we were created to, we would be propelled further into to seeing more transformation in our cities and in the nations. Wow. That's deep. That's, that's so good, man. The whole time you were speaking, I, I, I was thinking about the verse in genesis where it says you know to be fruitful and multiply that, that i mean that there's such a prophetic word behind that that goes far beyond procreation like good fruit bears good fruit you know in life and i think that when we look at things and we start to value what other people carry that are inside the ecclesia then you can really see that fruit start to multiply in the lives of those people and those around them and the thing is, is this this tree, this vine should draw everybody in, you know, if, if we're doing what we're doing rightfully and, and with the right motives that we're just preaching the gospel, professing Christ, 
Um, I do believe that all those things just bear good fruit. And, you know, one of the things that um, uh, my pastor, Pastor Michael, talks about is that we're, this is a house of miracles. This is going to be a house of miracles. And I believe that. I believe it already is. We've already seen some pretty awesome things happen. But I think that the more that we are fruitful and multiply with what we have, the more those things are going to um, be prevalent, not just in services, but outside the four walls and in the streets and the places where people, um, a lot of people honestly just fear to trod. And, and I think that, man, where there's fear to trod, there's just really this lack of, of, I think it's compassion at large because somebody out there needs what you have. I've always felt that way in ministry, like Scott Tilly, somebody out there needs what you carry and that, that what you, with what you carry is Jesus. They'll never get it twisted that it's something that you manifested on your own, like what, what you carry is Jesus in the world needs that. And I think that it just equips us more when we get to see front row, that fruit beginning to multiply in our lives. And that to me, um, it creates such a spirit of unity, you know, um, you know, Ephesians four, just, just about the whole, the whole chapter being about unity and about, you know, it goes down this list that, you know, we all know four eleven. We all understand 411, you know, who, who God gave some to be, right? But, you know, like the very first part of that speaks on this spirit of unity and the bond of peace that we have to, if we want to see 11, we need, we need to do one through three first, you know? Um, and it's not about, like you said, it's not about competition. There's been this competitive spirit, I think, within the church. And we we can hide behind that, behind the microphone in in full attack mode against somebody else because they're doing things differently, but it's not bad. Like you said, it's not, it's not outside the realm of kingdom activity. It's just a different, it's just the calling that God has put on that specific ministry's life. Now, if they're wiling out and there's sin and there's debauchery and immorality, yeah, we, we should call those things out hundred percent, but I, I totally agree. And I'm on, I'm in the same camp with you on that competition thing. Cause it, it's really crushed. I think so many movements whether small or big that god wanted to place in specific times because you know pastor johnny had a chip on his shoulder and didn't see the value in any of the, anybody else in his congregation or whatever the case may be and that that's kind of really what was on my heart tonight as far as the division thing that we were talking about or that we wanted to talk about tonight was those types of things and i think that you just hit the nail on the head with it um the competition thing. It, it's a real thing. It's a real th because, and, and I think it's probably more of a thing in America because there's a competitive spirit in America. You know, there just is that there's a, there's this nature to want to be better than my neighbor. I want to drive the better car than my neighbor. I want to, I dude, I work in juvenile probation. All when I ask these kids what their goals are nine times out of 10, get women, get money. <laughs> like I, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, how can we flip that? You know, like I want the biggest, baddest house. I want the biggest, baddest girl. I want the biggest, baddest car. I want the biggest, baddest pool. And it's what they're being fed daily on a daily basis and what's in their face every single day. And, and the grasp that the enemy has on culture, but we are, we are the institution. We, we Christ in us, the hope of glory is the remedy for what is going on in the culture. And that's kind of jumping outside the church, so to speak, but there is this, there is this competition, man, that I think that you just spoke on it so well, man, and so gracefully that we, we need to get a hold of that thing, man. And it's completion. It's about completion. You know, uh, what, 
what's the what's the verse to the fullness of christ you know yeah. the, the the completion the fullness and that's where we need to be functioning out of that we we need to know you know that we have every everything that we need to do what he's called us to do like we just do and i think that when we come to the knowledge of truth in that that we can gracefully give other people um the giftings that we have share them so that they may grow and then they share their theirs so that we may grow and ah that's just good man i i i'm so glad that you that you said that where do you guys where do you see the competition thing playing out i'm not asking for specifics i'm saying like how does that competition within other ministries how does that affect you guys as individuals if one member of the body suffers they all suffer and the lord gave me a, uh, i had a dream long time ago that the lord showed me uh, outside of the united states before i started going into missions he showed me um how people were suffering there were other members of the body uh, outside of the united states it was he was calling me in he showed me the he called i saw a map and it was a the mordecai window and it's and it was like hey if if you don't go now you and your family will be forgotten in this part of it and i'll pick someone else to do to do this assignment and uh i but what I, and it was like oh awesome i'm going to the like that's the positive i'm going to the nations but the lord was really speaking to me and cultivating that's what scott was talking about was the compassion he was cultivating a love for me uh for the rest of the body that i didn't even know that i didn't even see and they were hurting and they were suffering and and um yeah, we went and we we would go see people, you know, saved, healed and delivered. That's awesome. But we we're also pouring into the body. We were actually, you know, giving hope to other members of the body. And the Lord was just giving me a compassion to say, hey, get out of your get out of the 12 people, you know, and start and start re recognizing that you've got a bigger call in your life. And so when one part of the body is hurting in competition or or, in, you know, cannibalism is another word that we can use that there's too much cannibalism. Uh, in the body of Christ. And it's not just with that, like it's, it's, it's leaders, you know, leaders are just as much uh, at fault in this that within the context of like, like so, so many times leaders are pointing at, at, uh, at, uh, at the, at the people that are coming and they're saying, Hey, you know, and, and, and there are tumbleweeds that blow in and blow out and that are flaky and, but we sow and we water and we love the people in front of us. And then there's those that are that are meant that will stay and will help us grow. And then there was those others that are, you know, it's just like it's just like they're coming in to disrupt and, and recognizing these things. But so leaders are pointing at the at the at the people that are coming and then the people that are coming are pointing at the leaders saying, hey, it's your fault. You don't want me to grow. You don't want me to do this or that. or You won't let me uh, have a platform or you won't help launch me to this or do that. And so there's this like civil war that 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 i believe that i've seen that's going between uh the leaders and if i don't like to use the word sheep but it, you know it's the shepherds and the sheep you know and i i think that that's that that's a, a a civil war that we're seeing in the midst of the body that we that we really shouldn't have and i think that um i said it before there's a counterfeit to everything right like honor and humility go a long ways like um you know it's it's the counterfeit to that is uh, uh james 3 16 and 17 where, where envy and strife where jealousy envy and strife is there's every evil work right there's confusion and every evil work and so so when there's that jealousy that comes in and there's sometimes that leaders don't necessarily want people to grow 
uh, because uh, what happens if they grow and they go further than me? Well, that's the kingdom. That's what our heart should be, right? But I think that that's one of the problems that, that, that people that are coming up, some people feel like they have. And then the opposite of that, right, is, is like uh, uh, the, the leaders. Uh, so does this, does this make sense at all? I feel like I'm rambling a little bit within I'm this. Hear, but, I'm hearing but, it. No, I'm but hearing it. I, I, I feel like and it's the same way. So it's like the, the sheep are pointing at the leaders. The leaders are pointing at the sheep. And there's all these there's jealousy, there's envy, there's strife that happens, and we should just be working to, together and and um, in a way that, man, I think I think that the confusion comes in, um, and that's where every evil work begins to run and and begins to to be let loose. Beth had talked about the little foxes. It's another way to put it. When that stuff happens, when we're not honoring and we're not uh, humble, like. Listen, if, if we're sitting under leadership and the Lord's called us there, we need to stay humble. It says that those who humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, he will lift up in due season. He didn't say your pastor's going to lift you up. That's going to be great if he does, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like maybe the Lord's calling you to do something to come and to pour in and to be part of that and then to, to do something else, uh, you know, outside of that. And I think that... Um, when we honor le- the leadership, like we want to do that. And, and what happens is people get hurt, you know, we get uh, offended and then, um, then we don't want to submit to leadership and it says submit to one another. So leadership doesn't want to submit to the body and to the people around them. And then we get this competition that we're talking about. And it can look at like so many different things, um, in so many different ways, but that's what the enemy tries to sow. He tries to sow the jealousy. He tries to show the, the envy. He tries to sow the strife, and then those seeds begin to come up, and it's sometimes slowly, and, and that's why we've got to take that time. We've got to make sure um, that we're spending that time in the secret place, because so many times we're, there's that post out there that, it, what's it say? It says, uh, Jesus, uh, it's, it said, uh, you know, Jesus, Judas had the best pastor, and he still ended up the way that he did, basically, is paraphrasing. And so it doesn't matter how good a pastor that I have. Like, if I'm not cultivating my relationship with the Lord, there's going to be problems. And the last thing that I want to do is, is if I'm not humble, is I want to point fingers and say, hey, it's so-and-so's fault. It's Susie's fault. It's Harry's fault. Anybody but our own, right? So we start doing that. But what's humility do is say, Lord, cultivate this of me. Change my heart. You know, pride and envy and strife is like, Lord, you need to change them. You need to change their heart. And I, I think that that's something that I I don't know. I feel like I'm tiptoeing around things, but I hope that you're hearing my heart on that. I think that there's so many seeds that have been sown that we need to make sure that we're tending our own garden. Because mm-hmm. when we're sowing, when we're sowing the word, the incorruptible seed, um, it's going to, it's, if it lands in good soil, it's going to produce good fruit. Right. And so we need mm-hmm. to, to make sure that we're tending the, our own soil. Like we are good soil, but we have those things that, that pop up those things that, that harden our heart and we become like that hard ground or the, the thorns that come up, the cares of the world. Like I'm guilty of that at times. Like we get caught up in all this other stuff that's going on. I need to make sure to tend that part of the garden. So I'm not sowing that jealousy, that envy and that strife. And, and the same thing with like leaders should want to uh, lift others up. You talked about Ephesians 4 and it talks about, uh, I'm going to read that real quick. Uh, and it starts with 11. It says, and he himself came and gave some, and we can we can go back, but I want to start there. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till the till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried with every wind of doctrine and trickery of men in the cunningness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, who is Christ. And so as leaders, like, and this is just this is just my heart. I'm in a different place in this season, but um, when we're busy training and equipping people, you know, full time in a building and to, to go outside of the building, like my heart's to see them go and to do more than what I ever could. Like that's a father's heart, right? Like they want them to go on and they want them to have success and they want them to be trained up in these things. The 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 point isn't to be the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Like that's great. The the point is to equip the saints. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's one of the things that I think that we've we've gotten wrong and and um man, I've this has been a long answer to a short question, Darren. <laughs> I like but it. I think, I think that's one of the problems that instead of lifting others up, it's like we have this this model, this Western model in the United States where it's the corporate model, right? Where the boss is on top and yeah. the leaders go around and they're the minions and they go and they do their do their thing. And um we've seen movements within the body that have that have kind of mirrored that. And that's really um not, in my opinion, not the kingdom that we want to be bringing. We want to be equipping those people. It doesn't mean that there's not correction it doesn't mean that there's not oversight and things like that but it means that that our goal should should be to train those people up to go do the work and we shouldn't be jealous we shouldn't be envious and we we shouldn't create strife when they go and do those things mm-hmm. and the opposite we we ought to honor leaders and we ought to walk in humility and and while we're growing to the place where the lord lifts us up and and puts us into the place of what we're doing but as that we're on that journey we all have a part to play He's an ever-present God, like we said before. But I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I want I want to read a few verses here because I'm when I hear about division in the church, um, I don't want to say I'm not hopeful, but I, um, I don't I don't know. Let me let me read a a couple verses here. You guys are cool with that. So. First, I want to read a, a prayer from Jesus. I want to read a letter from Paul, and I want to read uh, just another verse. You didn't have your bookmark in there? I did. I just I deleted it by accident. I really appreciate you coming prepared with the verses. This is, this is impressive. Well, I did. <laughs> So John 17, we know it's Jesus praying. Um, Verse 9, 17, 9. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. That's not the verse that I need. what's, What's the unity verse that he talks about there? Um. The unity verse? I am me and you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? It's 17. You're in there. Was I in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 17. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice to them. That's not what I'm thinking of either, bro. What, what are you thinking of? Anyway, 
Yeah, it's 21. I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. When I read that 21, I read this a while back, and I was like, what, what does that look like? I pray that they will be one just as you and I are one. And when I, when I think of that, I, my, my, first, my first thought was, do Jesus and God disagree on anything? I don't so walk together unless they unless they be in agreement. So like they they're yeah. in agreement. The word and the spirit are in agreement. Yeah. Father and the Son. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And so when he's when when he's praying to God, I pray that they be one just as you and I are one. And then I hear so much in the body of Christ of oh, I'll just I just agree to disagree, brother. Mm-hmm. It's okay that we have disagreements. We're all we're all in this together. We don't have to agree on everything. And then Jesus is like on his knees, like begging, God, I pray that they be one just as you and I are one. And that that verse woke me up just to like to his heart, like what his heart was in that prayer. And when I when I read that, I don't, this is hard to like even talk about because I'm not like, it's a fact that we have disagreements, right? It's a it's a fact that the three of us on this computer screen may not agree on every little thing. It's a fact. But should we? Like, is that God's desire for us to be in like perfect union and be one just as him and Jesus are one? You know what I mean? And are we okay trying to get there together? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think for one, I think these kind of discussions help. I think mm-hmm. communicating with one another, the iron sharpening iron, like you talked about, I think that helps because I don't, I don't ever want to leave a broadcast like this, like disagreeing with you more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would hope that we're coming into, we're coming more into agreement. And that's not to say I hope you guys both agree with me more. I'm saying I hope that we, just like Jesus said, yes, amen. Right here. We I hope that we line. come yeah. into agreement. Yeah. And that's that's one. Another verse, real quick. Dang it. I'd skip that one too. Well, you're finding that verse. I think that that's so yeah. awesome because that's coming into agreement, not with Scott, not with Darren, not with Aaron, but coming into agreement with the word of God. And that's where that brotherly unity is. It's not coming in, you know, it's not us getting our own ideas. It's us coming into alignment with the plumb line, us coming in alignment with the father, us coming into the life of Jesus. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. It said Jesus only did what the father, uh, he only said what the father said. He only did what he saw the father doing. And then he goes, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And so he represents what, what coming into this unity looks like. And mm-hmm. so, so that's, that's knowing the word of God. That's knowing the, uh, that's knowing the will of God. And I think that, that, um, did you find your verse? I don't want to keep going. I did. No, you're good. You're, you're good. But so, so I think that that's, that's so important because we, Scott, Scott and I had talked about, uh, you know, 
hearing the voice of God. And one of the ways that we hear the voice of God is we can recognize when anything is counterfeit. And so when we know what the Word of God says, when we know what the will of God, His character and His nature is, that's what we're coming into alignment. When it says that it's the will of God for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth, First uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, that, that we're, He wants us all, it's His will for us all to be saved, healed, delivered, kept safe, made whole, preserved, to do well. That's what that word saved means when you look it up. And he has his will for all those things. So anything outside of that will, we can begin to recognize, okay, that's not the Father's will. So that must not be the Father's voice. So we can come into alignment with that. And then, but then you have the iron sharpening iron in the body where we have this pendulum that's swinging back and forth. You have, you have the, the, the super sensationist on this side and you have the mega charismatic Pentecostal on this side. And it's like, as we begin to to the pendulum swinging, we should make smaller and smaller corrections as we're coming into alignment with him as iron is sharpening iron as we're beginning to to grow and come into alignment with the word. And that's what it what it is. I'm not I'm not. Hey, don't agree with all these things that we're seeing over here. All these things we're seeing over here. Let's come into alignment with the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also just want to add something like the context, the context of, of that prayer is at a specific time like that's that's the night before his crucifixion he knows what's coming and he knows the scattering that's going to happen with his sheep and i believe that he is beckoning with all that he has with every reason that he has after spending time with these men and seeing their demeanor and watching their um their certain emotions and the way that they move about life like he's beckoning god like do not let them do not let them split over what's about to come. You know, he wasn't specifically talking to a specific church. He was still praying for the disciples and those who would come later. Obviously, it's in there. Like, I'm not, I don't pray for these alone, but on those who would also become later. And I think that there's there's a spirit of unity that rises within us when we always revert back to like Aaron was saying, the plumb line. When I when I when I keep the first things first, I think unity kind of takes care of itself. You know, there's times in your life where you're just strolling through with people and there's no problems and there's no issues. And you're just like, man, this is almost too good to be true. And then the one guy that has a different opinion always says something and it's like, oh gosh, we were so good for a while. I think Jesus is is beckoning the heart of the Father on behalf of the disciples at this point. Like in this traumatic event that's about to unfold, you see it, you know what's going to happen, but I'm asking that you keep them together, keep them as close as you and I are so that they can get through this, not just get through this event, but, but be powerful and grow from this event. And I don't know, that just hit me when I was reading that, like what, what was happening, where they were going, what was going to happen next, what had happened to this point, you know, and it just, it just spoke to me in a different, in a different light with the pr- and, and I love that, that that prayer is so, it's a spoken prophecy for those who would come later too, right? Like keep yeah. them in unity, make sure, you know, make them make sure that everything they do is for one another. And anyway, um, did you get your verse? Yeah, yeah. So and then in First Corinthians 1, he's, he's uh, speaking to, again, in context, I understand the Church of Corinth. But if all scripture is inspired by God for instruction, I want it, right? Yeah, I could sure learn from that. Let's hear yeah. it. First Corinthians 1 10 and literally subtitled Divisions in the Church. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. I think a lot of people would read that 
in today's culture and think that's the that's the part right there. Mm-hmm. We should all live in harmony, meaning we gotta we've gotta do things to like come together, right? Maybe even lay down our character, maybe even lay down what I truly am rooted my belief system is and, and change that for the sake of of unity with one another. But then he says, let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. And he goes on for some specific examples, but I like, I'm a writer and I I like when somebody writes something, I like to believe that they're believing what they're writing down, you know? And when it, when his prayer and his, his, his major concern is that the people aren't of one mind that they're not thinking the same way that they're they're not of one thought and one purpose. Again, I feel like that dispels the, I agreed, I agree to disagree. You know, it's almost like I, I kind of choose to refuse. I refuse to agree to disagree with, with Mm -hmm. brothers, you know, it's almost like I want to lock, lock ourselves in a room until we're in agreement. You know, you know what I mean, though? Box it out. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not saying that it's possible. I'm not saying that we should. I'm saying that's my like my desire is it makes it makes zero sense to me. That the three of us would would disagree on important aspects of the kingdom of God, you know, and I I don't. I agree. Yeah. And and, 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 agreement. In, fa- in fact, the right word now. the word says to avoid those disputes. certain people too, right? The yeah, ones that uh, deny the power, like. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. for me, it it is difficult for me to like mm-hmm. understand how we're supposed to just agree to disagree for the sake of unity. You know, run, run back on that for a moment. What what would you mean? I want to hear what I want to hear your thoughts on denying the power. I want to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I there's there's a I I believe a, a false doctrine out there that the gifts aren't for today and that there's there's major kingdom power that is um the spirit's being quenched not active and the spirit is yeah i mean to me it's almost like you're trying to erase the holy spirit to be honest with me but yeah there's a that's difficult for me to unify with you yeah it's it's very difficult for me and I am to the place where I'm willing to say, you know what? You believe what you want to believe. I'm going to go like, we're going in different directions in my opinion. Like, like, like Amos, Amos was it Amos three. How can two men walk together if they're yeah. going in different directions? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're yeah. going in different directions, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't consider that unity, mm-hmm. but maybe I should. I mean, maybe that is unity like in spirit or whatever. But to me, it's like, if we disagree that God is who God is, <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, it's always hard for me. Cause um, I feel like a lot of the, the modern church is all about come together and they'll, you know, they'll. Yeah. Unity is not universalism. And yeah. that's a, that's a huge, yeah. that's a huge fundamental error that many people have gotten into. And I love that you're, you're hitting on that. And I think it's as we mature and I, I'm just going to be real short with this as we mature to that pure and spotless bride. As we hearken the day of the Lord, he's not coming for a for a for a trashy bride. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's coming for a pure and spotless bride. And and um 
unfortunately i'm looking at a book over there it just keeps popping out it's the refiner's fire as the fire gets turned up a lot of these things aren't going to matter anymore mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of these the both extremes of the pendulum are going to start coming back into the plumb line plumbing back into the word because it says the traditions of man uh made the word of god of no effect if we're a body of christ walking around with the word of god of no effect it's uh what is it mark seven mark seven thirteen uh, making the word of God of none effect through your traditions, which you delivered. And it goes on from there. And, um, but, but so, so like when we take, when we take those things into account, like when the heat gets turned up, we're not going to care about a lot of the things that we used to care about. And I, I think that, um, we can see that, uh, there's a, there's kind of the false church that we could see that set up in the governmental church that's set up in China. And then we can see the powerful underground uh, church there's a uh, the persecution that happens in uh, and maybe you guys know the statistics on this but I know I think uh, Iran has the fastest growing uh, church in in the world right now mm-hmm. and it comes in the midst of a lot of persecution and all of a sudden when this persecution comes like like are we are we I don't care what color the carpet is I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if if the building has a floor in it or not. Like some of these things in the Western, like if you go into the Western world, like like some of the denomination, let's just call it the denomination line. And it talks about, man, I said I was going to be short here. So you can continue. Mm. But think about, so the denominational lines that we see inside the United States, they look completely different outside of the United States. When you travel that you'll see, um, it's not that you don't see uh, Methodists and Baptists and other and other denominations working together within the United States, but overseas it's completely different. Like um, we're seeing the power of God flowing out of, of so many different places that, that we've went. And uh, you're like, when I first went over, I thought, well, um, you know, maybe this, this church isn't going to, uh, believe in tongues or this church isn't going to believe in laying on a hands and seeing people healed. And they're just, they're just doing the gospel, you know, and I'm not saying there's not exceptions to that, but, but especially throughout Africa where we went, like I didn't see, they may have been different by name, but I didn't see a whole lot of differences denominationally overseas. And so I think a lot of this is a Western Christianity, um, problem that we, that we have. And a lot of it's because, um, I, I believe part of it's because we've been soft for quite a while. There hasn't been the persecution that's came through and, and um, there shouldn't have to be. Yeah. Um, and but, we're not, I mean, we're not talking about references, right? I mean, there's a difference. I don't, I don't expect or even want every fellowship of believers to look the same, you know, dress the same, worship yeah, the yeah. same. I mean, everybody's got some, some churches prefer rock and worship. Some prefer hymns yeah. and I, you know, that's not, and, and, and we've got some denominations that are built from that mm. and really that alone in a lot of ways. And that's, you know, I don't, I don't have a, a big issue with that, but I have an issue. You, you mentioned cannibalism in a little different way before, but to me, that's exactly what this is when we're, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's not just backbiting. It's, it's literally trying to destroy men of God. I mean, you, you know, you know, what I'm talking about. There's there's people that are trying to destroy the well-being of ministers that are going after the power and going after the demonstrations of of the gifts. And it's, um, 
it's beyond disgusting to me. And it, it is something that I refuse to unify with you <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're doing yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Now, this is good. Cause you, you, we narrowed it down. Like this is good. This is good. Cause we can, we can, you know, blanket it all. But when we get to that, I think it's good. And first Corinthians chapter 12 too, just what you're ta- you started in first Corinthians that, t- that talks about the gifts of the Holy spirit. And then it goes and says, it shouldn't be a schism again. And it talks about that, that we're one body, we're of one spirit and it's recognizing it's talking about the gifts of the spirit, but in, uh, Romans chapter 12, it talks about the character gifts that God gives us. And then Scott talked about Ephesians 4, uh, the gifts of Christ, the gifts that Jesus gave us. And then we have in 1 Corinthians 12, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so when we begin to recognize how we operate in these gifts, because each and every one of us operate a little bit differently in those, but we can start to honor those. We can start to see those work in conjunction with one another. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that that's um, I know that I know what you're saying. Like, that's one of the probably one of the oldest arguments is, you know, basically, you know, the gifts still for today or the secessionist uh, point of view. And and um, like that's been that's been going on for a long time. And if if we could hit the easy button on that, I think it would be great. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think I think Problem it's solved. one. Of, I think it's I think it's the main thing that has kept division in the body of christ i think it's even above salvation even above like i think it's especially right now with the platforms that are available you know you have a lot of healing ministries you have a lot of a lot of things popping off on youtube which i like i mean and and i guess earlier that that question that you raised like what do you guys mean about division for me personally maybe i just needed not watch these videos on youtube anymore because every time i scroll i just see like Oh, false, false teacher, false pastor, false this, false. I'm like, dude, not everybody's a false teacher. Not everybody's a false pastor because they believe that the gifts are here and you don't. That does not make somebody a false teacher. Um, And and prophesying in part. I mean, we can go in deep of that as we want to. Like, I told you he was a false prophet. It didn't come to pass. Dude, he prophesied in part. Like, it wasn't the whole picture yet. And you're sitting here ready to crucify a guy. Who who is prophesying, which is 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 meant to edify and build up the church, by the way, not to tear down and destroy. It's meant to edify First Corinthians 14, 1 to build up your congregation. And it's it's above all gifts that the one that we should desire the most, right? Like desire all spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And so I guess that was my that was my kind of I don't know if it's righteous anger, if that's the right word, like coming out with that question was. That has divided the church for so long. Like I've have to pass, I've had to pastor through it in small towns. I've had to preach through it. I've had. I'm, I'm sure you guys have caught in, um, fire for that too, from opposing sides or whatever. But and that doesn't bother me as much as like at large, like what it has done to us, what it has. You don't talk about quenching the spirit. Disunity in the body will do that quicker than anything, like quicker than anything, and. Some of the people that we all are thinking about right now, like that I've seen go after these men of God that you speak of, it, it is, it's disgusting to me. It makes me like, it makes me like see those in my stomach churn. Like, man, is that really what you studied today out of the scriptures? That's what you got. That one thing was to attack that man. Like who, who, ha- who is doing great things for the kingdom of God, who is seeing souls saved, who is seeing people delivered and, like you're going to go after that specific thing. I, I guess that was my whole, I'll just say like some of the questions, man, like 
um, there's going to be questions on this podcast that Aaron and I are covering, you know, about the word of faith movement and why, like one of the things is like, why is it, I can't remember how it was phrased. Why is it detrimental to the church? Why is it terrible for the church, the word of faith movement? And I'm assuming he's loping, you know, you can, certain people in, yeah. in this category, you know, and I'm you can usually like, tell well, where someone's coming from just from the questions usually. But yeah. Sure. But, and, but and, I and, think it's good and genuine though. Keep going, Scott. But I think there's yeah. good, genuine questions that people want answers to sure. right now. And I think we're going to see, um, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. You're right. You're, you're, you're totally right. And I, I just want to make sure that I'm answering this appropriately so that it draws people, um, to a greater knowledge of Christ and not because I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not, I don't have the capacity in me right now. Maybe one day I'll do a panel that I will, but like, I just don't have the capacity to sit here and go back and forth. Cause that's what I've done on Facebook is, you know, what well, I have to prove what I say I posted because you don't theologically agree with what I just posted. Like I'm that game to me is so stupid. Stupid, like because nine out of ten of these people won't meet you for coffee and explain why they have a difference, but they will post about it. And I'm like, why can't we just sit down and I can give you my heart as to why I believe this, and you can give me yours as to why you don't. And maybe we can come to <laughs> maybe an agreement that it's not agree to disagree, but like you know what, I'll ponder on that. You know, I, I can tell you where I stand. I, I'm never going to waver from the fact that I believe the gifts are for today. I do 110 percent. You'll never get me to believe any different than that. And maybe that person feels the same way. But so so then I guess that the question is, does it even matter? Like, do we even take the time to like yeah, hash so, it out? So I I feel like one thing the Lord's done for me over this last year and a half, maybe two years, um given me a lot of grace to just not have those conversations with people. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, and uh, unfortunately it's, it's in families sometimes, you know, it's in, uh, closer knit, maybe relationships or those disagreements. Mm -hmm. And I'm just done. Like you can tell when somebody genuinely wants to know your heart or wants to, to know the answer to a question. And you can tell when somebody is not going to be swayed. They probably asked that same question to 45 other people that believe in the gifts for, you know, and getting the same answers and they're trying, I'm just done. And we're not going to, not only we're we not going to have this conversation, we're probably not going to talk about much of anything to be honest. And I think that's okay. That's where I think there's like dividing lines for me. And I don't think it's a, I'm not condemning someone to hell. I do think there's a difference some people think that salvation is like the end game, you know, yeah. I think salvation is the beginning of this journey. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, if you're in a place where it's, it's all about salvation and it's like, are we saved? Yeah. Are we walking on the same path to the end? No, we're not. So go do your thing. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing and probably going to stick up for brothers that are getting ridiculed by you, you know, <laughs> And yeah, I think that's great. I think the motives super motive, loving. I know super, uh, super. Uh, yeah. Well, that's where the fruit of the spirit, like, I think we, that's one area where we can agree on that, that as we all grow in the fruit of the spirit, we ought to be coming uh, more 
uh, in alignment with the word of God. And, and so uh, I hope those people, I hope myself included, to continue to grow uh, closer in and greater revelation of the word. Um, but I think we talked about the different giftings and, and um, some people may or may not like these people will say, but this book uh, is a great book uh, by Dr. Craig Keener. He actually uh, was a theologian at a uh, uh, Baptist uh, seminary for years and years. He's wrote, uh, I've got a whole, whole bunch of books from like, he's got an 8,000 8, page uh, book uh, uh, on the book of Acts, a commentary, and it dives into everything like, and, and it's crazy, but he's, he's gifted in a way. He's, in my opinion, one of the best New Testament theologians that we have living in, in our day. And uh, I believe he's at Asbury University right now, but we talk about the different gifts that we have that uh, Dr. Michael Brown is another one that they're gifted in being able to in apologetics and be able to have uh, these debates where where maybe it doesn't mean that we're all not supposed to have these things but they're good good resources to point people towards but this book miracles it goes and in it in it, it and it goes from eyewitness testimony of so many miracles that the lord did today and it goes over thousands of literally i mean it just goes over i haven't got through the whole thing yet but it's just like miracle after miracle after miracle and it goes over the eyewitness testimony of these miracles mm. so much um, so that uh, it's like mathematically indisputable that this is like it's it's pretty incredible. And so like is someone going to sit down and read that? No, probably not. But he's a he's an awesome resource and he can have he has these debates with with a lot of different people and, and can love them. And uh, I, the way that that they say it, uh, you know, um, you know, that. They can they it's maybe a counterintuitive to what we're saying right here, but they can agree uh, to to disagree on those things uh, as we're growing. But like that's the point, though, right? We're we're all growing still, and um, but I think that's a yeah. two good resources that you can go to and and um, can 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 I just like poke fun of our stream maybe a little bit if I could say it that way? Just can I do that for a little bit and and. Uh, so like, and I don't like the political stuff. And I as long as you don't hurt my feelings, we're good. No, 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 no. This <laughs> this won't be you. At I don't all. have any but, feelings, so it's there, fine. <laughs> there was a lot of things with prophecy, especially around the last election, that got that people were questioning. Like all these words came out from the from the charismatic Pentecostal uh, prophetic stream, right? And I love that stream. And that stream is growing. And that stream is maturing. It has people that are mature. It has people that are just entry level and growing into those things. And and so we had these election predictions or election prophecies if we can say it like that and not all of them came to, to pass away we thought they would and many people recanted and like but now all of a sudden we have another election season coming up right and one of the same people that they all that most people prophesied was going to get in here he is again now, if he gets in, redemption we're have time, all the, baby. All these books released about times and seasons. Like <laughs> I've got it wrote up already. You know, I mean, I'm just kidding. But like, these are the things that we have to be able to laugh at ourselves in these areas that we're growing because we saw people that probably all of us know and respect that recanted, um, and and now we're sitting like, you may have prophesied that in part, and you didn't have the time right. Like, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And like, then all of a sudden we find. Maybe people we respect and, and and pointing towards maybe more towards our stream on an area where we need to grow. We're like, oops, maybe there's a time mm -hmm. and a season or or maybe we missed it or maybe 
there's there's we got to understand that there's things that are conditional. Some things are are in the Bible. We know that things are prophesied and that they're going to come to pass. But some things in Jeremiah, it talks about a conditional prophecy that this will happen. And I could look it up if we need to. But you can't. I think it's Jeremiah 23 to 25 right in there. And it says, if you this is going to happen to you as a people, but if you recant, yep. I will not do this will not come upon you. Mm-hmm. And so we have to recognize that not necessarily all things are prophesied are going to come to pass, that some of those things are conditional. But then we can get into that place of error, walking in immaturity, where we say, Well, all oh, that's conditional. Well, no, sometimes we miss it, you know, mm-hmm. and think about which when we talk about prophecy like is this okay to poke fun or like i like to poke no fun. i was gonna say if we're gonna, if we're gonna talk about prophecy i think i mean that's one thing that i'm if if you're if you're willing to prophesy you've got to be willing to have that prophecy be tested like that's yeah. i mean it it Good is tool. it is just as important for us to test prophecy yeah. as it is for us to prophesy and Amen. so i have i have zero issue and zero problems with people testing prophecies that are going. And I think what we've gotten into as a prophetic culture is fluffy, fluffy words that can't be tested, you know? And it's and then people from the outside looking in are like, well, yeah, they're, you know, they're saying that. And we actually, we actually, we were having a conference in a, in a pastor and a few people from their church that didn't believe in the, in the, in the in the gifts for today and that people were still healed and and the power of god's moving today and and they came over and they said you call yourself prophets and you give you this and that and the guy was sitting in a, in a, in a wheelchair like had no legs he's like why am i not healed oh, <laughs> shoot. Like, well hey listen i'm not batting 100 percent here but i tried to de-escalate it but like that's the thing they look looking in from the outside they're like yeah. well why is this not happening why is this not happening what well, we're growing to the fullness of Christ as that's well. Right. And so we need to operate and mature. And that's what you're saying, Darren. I'm sorry, yeah. I keep interrupting. No, no, it's it's good. It. I that just goes with it. I mean, I, I'm not afraid. I'm I I probably prophesied things that I wouldn't have wanted people to test in the past, being humble with you right now. Yeah, yeah. And I but now if I if I prophesy, I want it to be tested. So I think we I think God's okay with us being careful with what words come out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. What's <laughs> life and death in times and seasons? Like we don't have to prophesy every single thing, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't have to prophesy every election cycle. We don't have to prophesy every Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things a buddy of mine <laughs> uh Josh Littlejohn actually can't He's like, I don't get this whole prophesying the election thing. It's literally a 50-50 shot. Like, it's not, you know, what kind of prophetic word takes that kind of risk? You know? so, so what's tied to that prophetic word that's going to be edifying and how can we position the body uh, to help the lost and hurting world around us? And there are those, but that's people operating yeah. uh, in, in maturity. Like, there's... There's the motives that we're talking about, and, and the, earlier we talked about maybe people coming against us, and the, and I've I've suffered more persecution, and I've suffered a lot out on the streets as well, but I've suffered more persecution from the church than I have from anyone else, and but I've got to still love them, but I think that that's the thing, like when we see. Uh, we have to we have to question we don't have to we have to make sure that we're walking in character 
integrity and that we yeah. have those right motives. Why am I prof- am I prophesying so I can get more Facebook followers? Yeah. So I Listen, can build, if I put, build my platform, yeah. If I talk about dreams and visions, I'm going to get a whole following, and I do when the Lord leads. But I maybe once or twice every every six months. Like I'm not yeah. hammering on that. And some people that's their calling, and that's great. But there's those those things that you know that if you put out there, that you're going to get a bigger following. And and but we have to be walking character, integrity, and be led by the Spirit. And that's one of the biggest things that. People are saying, well, where's the demonstration of power as we begin to grow and we begin to see these things? And pe- people are going to be like, oh, wow. They're going to be like, Thomas, hey, show me the, the prints in your hand. And, you know, and, and God's gracious and he does that. But also there's time that says, you know, what sign will you, will you show us? And the Lord's like, listen, I'm not going to give you any sign. Yeah. yeah. And so, so like, that, but that was because of the, 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 the motives of their heart, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like, no, you're not getting a sign this time. Mm-hmm. And so like there's there's times and seasons in that, too. And they're like, like and I, and I understand because sometimes you hear these great things that happen at these meetings and you like went to one meeting and nothing happens. And you went right. to another meeting and nothing happens. And like, man, we had a time where we were seeing people healed all the time. And then the Lord wanted to, to move on and to, to talk about some other things and train us up in other areas. And uh, man, I wanted to stay on the healing thing. But, you know, we can lay hands on faith and we can see those things, but we didn't see as many healings in that season, right? right. So, like, we need, we need to be led by the Spirit. We need to follow the cloud. We need to do what He's doing. But, but we do on, on our side of the, maybe the stream on, as we're coming to the plumb line at, up from both camps, if we can say it like that, we need to begin to, to manifest um, out of the love of God, out of pure hearts, uh, and be able to demonstrate what Christ looks like, those aspects of Christ. because. I've got some people that aren't operating in signs, wonders, and miracles, but man, they can steward finances. Man, they can love people. Man, my grandma Lydia probably never prayed for a single person and saw anyone healed. But guess what? I don't think I ever heard her say one bad thing about another person. She walked in love and character and integrity and showed that aspect of Christ. Good. And that's great. That doesn't mean that 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 uh, that the healing's not for today. That means that that's the facet of the king that she was representing but when we get to think that our facet is the only facet that the lord has to show off like man he he wants to reveal himself in so many ways the fullness that scott was talking about and i think that that's like what part can we steward we can we can we can it says that when when christ was raised up from the earth that all men will be drawn to him and so when we represent him well people will be drawn to that people will be drawn to the truth people will come into closer alignment uh with the plumb line and i and i'm i'm saying this from a place that i'm growing and and even in this season i'm recalibrating the way that i will share the gospel in some aspects you know and i'm coming i'm making if this is a plumb line i'm starting to make smaller and smaller corrections yeah. and, and i'm not as in much air maybe as what i was when i was like you said hey i probably needed some things when i was growing uh, when I was really walking in immaturity in those areas, I needed some oversight. I needed some people checking these prophecies. I needed to make sure I was ministering uh, the word and in integrity. And that's where, when we start seeing that, uh, I think that we'll that that we'll start having both sides or the whole body. We can say come in closer alignment um, to the word. And um, man, I'd like like really like that easy button, Lord. <laughs> that's good. That's good. What do you think, Scotty? It's good, man. Um, I, I just, I desire, I desire to walk in unity. I think that's something that I've desired since I was little. 
I just desired the whole concept of it. I desire the power that it brings. I mean, even Jesus needed 12. Like, there's just something about the power of unity that brings multiplication. I, I believe that we were put on this earth to bring multiplication. And when we choose to walk in those things that we were speaking of, um, unity is just a byproduct of that. I'm, I was really drawn earlier to the Ephesians 4.11 um model i'm going to go back there for just a moment because something is spoken so in one through three this is this is just slap me in the face i therefore a prisoner for the lord this is paul obviously speaking the church at ephesus urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you have been called he starts with that so it's going to highlight what that is. It says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager, like contending. You're going to have to contend for this. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Contending for those things will always create a culture of honor. We don't have to name it that. Well, we're just trying to do a culture of honor over here, bud. Like, that's awesome. I love that. But if we do those things, that's what cultivates and grows that culture of honor. And then you're going to see the Ecclesia, the bride, with less black eyes and actually taking ground from the enemy instead of giving him the ground that, that so many fathers and sisters in the faith before us fought for and contended for. I think that um, prophecy is a big part of that. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that, you know, you desire those things to be tested because I think we should, if we're truly aligning ourselves with the word of God, then we should desire that. I always enjoyed um, when I was in Buckland preaching and a little, little old lady used to come up to me with her notebook after, and it was never a, you did this wrong or you did that wrong. She would always start with this, this humility and gentleness of Scotty. I really enjoyed when you said blah, 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 blah. And it, and, it, and it coincided with what I read the other day with blah, 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 blah. And that's how the conversation started. She was eager. She was gentle. She was humble. She had patience because she knew I was this young minister trying to grow in the faith. And she just she poured everything into me that she had, whether it was five or 10 or 15 minutes after service, to let me know that it was important to her to come and instill the gift that she gave it that she, that she had to me. I mean, everybody's hearing me preach, but I'm like, I'm excited to hear what she has to say after because there was so much knowledge in that. And I just believe that if we walk in that type of fulfillment, because that is fulfillment when, when we're eager to do these things and when we're eager to maintain, like one of the things that I, I think about in maintaining or contending for faith or contending for peace or, or contending um, it, for unity is like there's going to be an opposition coming. I mean, to contend for something means that something's coming to take that from you. Every title contender that's ever boxed, whether it was Tyson or Ali or whoever, like they had to contend for their title, right? They they were contending for something that was important to them. And I think that unity has to be something that's important to us. And, and we'll stop, we'll, we'll be able to stop giving so much highlight to division if we will just personally choose to walk in unity, I'm not talking about, I wish Samantha over there would, 
would just, you know, walk a little bit more eager with, with, um, being patient or what if we, what if we looked in the mirror and we went down the list of, of what love is. And, and we said, do I mimic that? Is that something that I'm reflecting, you know, in my walk, in my daily walk, in my life, I'm talking about for the church, the world's going to have its own kingdoms. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if I will just do these things, I bet unity will be a byproduct of the nature of Christ in me, the hope of glory. If I just take care of these things that God has put in front of me, because then it comes this, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Right. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So we have grace on these gifts that he's given to us. There's a measure of faith. There's a measure of grace that is instilled to us on each one of the things that we're walking in. That alone blows my mind and brings a smile on my face. Like God gives us grace to maneuver in these places where we're not even fully polished in yet. As we grow in the maturity of Christ, as we grow in these places, there's a specific grace breathed on us to be able to do these things that, that Christ has called us to do so that it brings this spirit of peace amongst our people and where we walk. That's one of the things that I really love to see is when, when people, whatever church you're attending, um, the ark, whatever, like one of the things that I love to see in those churches is when somebody from the outside comes in and preaches on a Sunday and it's not the normal, it's, it's not the normal pastor or, or whoever else it may be, but there's such a spirit of bond of peace in that place. You can't even tell that he replaced the pastor for the day. Like it's, yeah, he carries a different anointing, a different gifting, but he preaches in such a way because he's already, the, the atmosphere is already cultivated for somebody to come in and just share what the Lord has put on their heart and really maintain this spirit of unity. And it doesn't matter if they're from eight States away or, or six continents away. Like, it's just something about it that just excites me because I believe that this is what this is a restorative power of Christ to the church in this hour. I do believe that, you know, we've talked about this D where like the end, the end of the end of times, the end of days, I believe that the church is never going to burn brighter. She, she's going to, she's going to look phenomenal. She's going to look great in that wedding gown. She's going to, we're going to, we, I keep saying she, we, we're going to look great in this hour. And because of the grace instilled to us and because of, contending for that spirit of unity and man i don't know about y'all but like i i for the first time in a long time have been kind of like contemplating um because you know what you want to see what what your own desires are what your own wishes and wants are and then i desire this place now where i'm like hey lord you know whatever you want to do today i'm okay if it's if it's super or simple something fell you guys hear that? I thought you had somebody knocking. Somebody, something fell. Uh, I better text them. Anyway, um, where where it's not about my vision or my want or my needs, but like God in this moment right here, like whatever you want to do, like I'm okay with. Whether you just want to speak to me, like yeah, prophecy is cool, healings are cool, all these things are cool, but I just want to sit here with you. I just want to sit here with you right now and just let you love on me because I need it. You know, I, I need it and. I, I just, man, there's this, there's this stirring within me to see, um, to see her function at full capacity. And we just haven't, you know, we haven't, there's been struggles, there's been strides, but I've seen areas of my life 
just because I am struggling and striving does not mean she's not getting there. It's just, you know, I have to kind of come to a place where I can celebrate what's happening in other places and what's happening for other people. And this, this, um, this season that I've been in, man, has really, I've had a lot of time to think, you know, and, and the Lord has really graced, um, that place for me to dream again, to think again, to, okay. Um, without saying I'm ready for what's next, like what is next Lord? What is next in three seconds? What is next in five seconds instead of five years? And anyway, man, I'm kind of rambling, but you know, to, to, I wanted to speak to one thing. I think you said it maybe a couple segments ago. Um, <laughs> Run it back. Just the idea of what we, what we take in and how that's aiding our heart and our, it's, it's, it's gauging the, the temperature of the church by the things we watch on social media and the, the reels and the YouTube videos that we're watching. You know, the heart, the heart of this, cessationist movement in my opinion is in a different church not mine not anywhere near me and yet i know what comes out of his mouth i know the things that he's saying and i feel like that's definitely one of the curses of social media and the internet is that even us looking to strengthen ourselves we're allowing outside voices that you know what I mean? Like we're, I think, I guess I'll say this. I think we're more unified than we think we are because we're allowing these voices to speak untruth, right? That the church is crumbling to the church. You just said it, bro. The church is going to be stronger. So we have to take into consideration this stronger church and a great falling away. Like they're both happening. <laughs> they're yeah, both going to happen. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. They're both yeah. going to happen. And I think that, if we're, maybe there's just a call. There's a call for us to just be more focused on what's in front of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure you and me follow some of the same stuff on social media. You know, I'm, I'm sure we, we follow some of the same people, see the same reels, have the same, you know, blood boiling points when we watch some of that stuff. But it's like, what if we stop watching that? Mm -hmm. And we went to church on Sunday and we love the people that were in front of us at, at work. And you know what I mean? And, we got on calls like this and we encourage each other. We encourage the people that want to be encouraged, right? <laughs> in the Lord. And we, we grow gifts and we, and we sharpen the people that want to be sharpened. It's in our circle. The, are, are there going to be the, the haters still? Are there going to be the, the naysayers out there? Yeah. But I think about Jesus's ministry and it very, very rarely did he, from what I can read, did he just go out, and, and and do sermons where he just dissed on the Sanhedrin, you know, or he dissed on the, the, the teachers of the day, you know, he, he, he preached the kingdom of God. He preached the message of the kingdom of God. Was he afraid to respond to the naysayers that came to him and followed him around? No, not at all. But he didn't waste a whole lot of time, like really caring about what they were talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm speaking to myself too, because it's I, I I fall into that trap and allow I, there's certain people's pages that I still click on every once in a while just to see what they're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know. And <laughs> it's uh, could I stop doing that? I could stop doing that. Yeah. And guess what yeah. that would do? That would just allow me to 
believe more in what the kingdom of God is doing mm-hmm. in this day and age and really care less about what the enemy is doing. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's not, that's not like losing sight of, of his devices, but it's, it's not, we know what social media is for and we know what the purpose and the plan is of the enemy with social media and with the mainstream media and with that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we, maybe it's a, maybe, maybe we're, we're called right now to take in less of the, the stuff. I don't know. I love the scripture. Blessed are the peacemakers for they are the sons of God and, and peacemakers doesn't mean we're just going around, you know, uh, lazy, not caring about it. Well, you got to make it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think about Paul, you know, he, I think of what was the scripture it says, uh, he called you whitewashed walls, dead yeah. men, you know, you're, you're dead. You're pretty yeah. on the outside, dead on the inside. And I'm like, Ooh, wow. That's what but, did you, what did Jesus do when he made the whip and cleared the temple? He was making peace. Right. And I, I think like when you were talking, like I always kept thinking about like we have to recognize that our enemy is not flesh and blood, that it's principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. So once again, our stream, we can make it all about like I'll ask people, I want, you know, what's going on? They'll be like, oh, man, there's this principality and this and this is over there. And it very well could be. But we need to recognize that like we need to bring it back to the plumb line. Like not every one of us is dealing with principalities on a daily. But now empirically right. we may. But like. So like we just need, we need to bring it back to the plumb line, but we need to recognize that that uh, there are different spirits that are affecting the people that are in our region. Now, when we're abiding under the shadow of the Most High, when we're in the secret place, when we're in that Psalm ninety-one place, you know, we we don't we can walk uh, above the snake line. We can walk not affected by that, but the people around us will still be affected by those things in our regions, and so to see breakthrough for them, for the, for the church that's not walking in that, and for the lost and hurting world, we need to, to, to keep sowing, we need to keep watering where the Lord leads us. We're not throwing our, casting our pearls among the swine, uh, but we, Paul said he sowed any water and God brought the increase. And I think what you said was like, we need to know who the people that we're called to, because um, the same thing, like if I had a million dollars, we could go out and help every person we see, and we could probably still be broke by midnight if we met every need, right? Yeah. So we, 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 it's not that it's bad to go out and talk to each and every person, but we need to know uh, who the Lord has for us to, to be pouring into, to be sowing into, to be watering. And I, I think that we can get so caught up in, for me, it, it's it's family. I recognize it when I go back to uh, to the holidays. Right. And I love, I absolutely love my family. I'll spend time with my family anytime you want, but no one can take me back to an 11 year old boy quicker than my two brothers, just poking and poking and poking and like, wow. Yeah, Lord, they could still get me. And, and we love, I lo- absolutely <laughs> love them, but we just razzing each other and take you, you know what I mean? So, 100%. so, but it's the yeah. same, it, it's the same way when we get back in familiar places, like like people are dealing with spirits, like there's spirits coming against. We can have our own thoughts. The enemy can come in. We can have the thoughts of the world around us. The things that you're saying, what's coming in our eye gates, what's coming in our ear gates, the things that are affecting us. And we we need a, a heavenly strategy. The natural things are good, but we need a heavenly blueprint to begin to see those people set free. And, and Jesus did. He gave us the go of the gospel. He gave us a good blueprint. But there's also strategies um, for for our region specific things to reach specific people and and uh one of the families that i i that i that i, that I reached was um 
was through helping construction, doing some construction for free form, and then being able to form that relationship to be able to pour into their lives. And that's the thing about social media. Pe- people are pouring into people's lives that aren't relational. And when people aren't, when people are relational with me, I'll sit and I'll listen and, and I'll know their heart and I can, but, but when, but so much of what we see, we think we know people, but we actually have no relationship with them. And and I think that some things grow too big. If it grows beyond relational, some things shouldn't, shouldn't grow past that point. You know, and I, I think that there's, there's times when we let other things influence us uh, to the place where um, we're letting those outside things, those principalities, those powers, those rulers of the air, and they're coming in through sometimes our Facebook feeds, like what you're saying, or, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm not listening to these people anymore. I'm having a, I'm having a nice season of the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to check those things. Like it's it's different things. And, and um, I know that, I know that it's God's heart to see us restore, but I know that it's God's heart for us not to compromise um, the word of God on that journey to get to that place. Um, and I know that love covers a multitude of sins. And I, I know that as we, uh, if we want to pour into people, we have to cultivate a love for them. And, um, I'm not saying that, that I, there's some people that, that there's some, a few people on the street that unless the Lord told me to specifically go back to those people and I had a word for them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I've had some experiences with other people within the church where unless the Lord just specifically tells me, I'm like, no, I'm just going to leave that. I sowed and water somebody else's job, but you'll bring the increase. Yes. I think that I think that. Sometimes we think of ourselves more important than what we are. Yeah. Like there's it's the paradox of the gospel. You know, sometimes it says not to think of yourself more highly than you ought and i i think that sometimes we we get into that place and and that's why it's so important to stay humble because that that exalting of oneself you know that it, pride can get in the way of those things and man i know in the last decade my my understanding of the word has matured so much mm. and over the last 20 years i don't even recognize myself and i know that a lot of people are on a journey right now um seeking seeking the lord and and like that's the thing like you know i want to those people that want to grow like what you're talking about i'm like lord man you know help help send those labors and it doesn't have to be me you know i think it's so often like it's the same thing like scott it was a lot the facebook post may have hit a little harder when you when you were pastoring in buckland right like like you may you may have reached a few more people and, and people like may have uh, interacted with you a little bit different than what they are right now. And and I'll speak the same for me. Like, you know, I don't have as many people coming to me uh, for the same reasons, you know, and I'm just like, it's kind of odd. Like you find out relationally, maybe, maybe it was, uh, you know, you weren't as important as what you thought you were in that moment. And, and that's a great humble, humbling place to be. I'm just speaking for myself in this. Like sometimes we think that we're going to be the one that makes all that change, but, we're called to sow and water and the people that are in front of us. And like, I probably have, I won't say it like that, but I'm okay with having less influence if I'm reaching the people that the Lord wants me to reach. Amen. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like I don't have to be the one, like if you, if he wants to give me that, like, you know, 
uh, if he wants to give me that platform, that's fine to reach people. But I want to make sure my heart's in the right spot because I've seen a lot of people falling and 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 like that's that's tough. That's that's not when we don't represent. We all make mistakes, but when we don't represent them well, when we're talking about maybe these two camps, the two sides of the pendulum, like the other side of the camp says C, says C, it's like almost a a, a happy when people fall. Like, see, that yeah. couldn't have been the board. Yeah. And then we throw everything out that they did because of of a mistake that they made, and and I'm still making mistakes. I've got to repent to my kids at times when I don't do things right. Like, and. You know, God's a God of restoration. And in, in those moments, like that's a big part of the division that I see in the church is a celebrating of people's downfall. And like my heart is, if anything happens, let's just say with a leader, it can be with anyone, but with a leader, you know, my heart is for restoration and healing for the people that were hurt. Not just for them, for their families. And then, and then for the minister as well, like I want to see a full um, reconciliation, a full healing. That doesn't mean back in ministry right away or anything like that. But first, you know, healing with their family, with God and with their family, and then healing with the uh, with their communities, with the people, the spheres of influence around them and, and see that restoration. And I think that that's one of the biggest divisive things that I see is we're, is that we can throw it in that cannibalism, but we're seeing the body celebrating when people fall, celebrating when people stumble, that we would rather throw a stumbling block and see someone we disagree with stumble than remove that stumbling block. And and we'd like to point out those things that are wrong with with everyone else. And 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 there's times when the light reveals, the light will reveal it, but the truth will heal it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so so like sometimes like I catch myself at times like just asking the Lord to like check my heart. And, and like, I, I'm like, man, Lord, just help me get this, this plank out of my eye before I help him with the splinter, you know? And I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's me, myself and my journey now in this season, like, like, I'm like, Lord, I want to refine all those things. I want that foundation to be sure. I don't want any cracks. I don't want any, mm-hmm. any motives that don't need to be there. I don't want to uh, try to strive. I want to, I want to be able to forget those things that are behind that I'm not supposed to be dwelling on and reach forward to those things that are ahead and so that I can run a good race. And and part of that is making sure that that I that that I had the plank out of my eye, that I'm that I'm not throwing stumbling blocks. Because it would be really easy. Like it's really easy to 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 make people stumble that you disagree with, especially theologically. And like that's where I, when I get in the conversations, I got to make sure that my heart's in a pure place from that. Like what you said, you know it's the flip like we want to pour into people that really want really genuinely want to know like those are the people we want right we want we don't want to necessarily someone that's coming to just you know throw it in our face and say gotcha moments or gotcha clips and things like that but that's the (laughs) think about the think about the differences in the gotchas though like for, for them it's gotcha god didn't do something for us it's gotcha you're healed it's like you know there's a big difference you know what i mean it's 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 sad well but yeah and that and that's just it making sure that in those moments that we have that we have a pure heart because when we do we can represent them well and and the fact that i say this all the time we can only represent them to the place that we know them and like like when we're concentrating on on making sure that our lamps are full of oil and not concerned about trying to put other people's out like like that's a good place to be in, right? Yeah. 
Like, and I think that's the problem. That's the, a lot of the division is people aren't concerned about their own oil. They're trying to put other people's out so they shine brighter and, and they look better. And what Scott said is like, like we should be all shining bright. You know, things may get darker in the world, but we're going to look like a pure and spotless bride. And, mm -hmm. and like, yes, I can pour into people, but the more I get to know them, the more I look like Jesus, the more I'm going to be able to have a positive effect on the world around me. And, and um, like, that's, that's where I'm at in this season. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent them even in the situations. Cause it, it's easy to get the, when you get emotional, like when you recognize that you're like, Ooh, okay, well, let's step back from that for a minute because like, it's easy to poke at old, old wounds, right? Like you, you got the yeah, same yeah. thing. Like you could go back in the moment. Like I could probably say, people that i could even name name say someone's name to you and you'd be like oh and it would be like that moment and it's like oh man okay well lord heal me of that right now you know what i mean like that's 100 percent forgiving everybody man yeah <laughs> over it all over it all that's just, just me that's just me that's that's working through that stuff you know and, <laughs> but yeah no, you're right I, I think that's it like like there's so much man i, I don't know i'm rambling now it's good quiet <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump off here pretty quick. So been a couple hours, but anything else? It's a lot of wisdom here, man. A lot feel, of wisdom. Do you feel satisfied, Scott? Uh, I I could go for like three more hours, but <laughs> I mean, this is just rich to me. I love sitting. I love it listening. too. I love sitting and listening to you guys. It 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 ignites some things in me, man. Like or fans some things in me i guess some some dim lit flames i guess i i yeah i need it i need it man i i love what i have i feel so blessed to be where where we're at in the faith and in fellowship right now like i i really really do i see some great things coming um but i i love i love reminiscing and i love seeing where the lord is the Lord has been faithful, so, so faithful to you guys. And I, I just, it, that, that to me alone is enough, man, to see what he's doing in the, in the lives of those of my, whom I love with the love of Jesus. Like that to me is enough. And I told Cassie, we were talking about finances, you know, and, and you know how it is. Like, that's the one thing in the, in the relationship that just sparks everything super fast, at least, at least in my house. I don't know. And um, <laughs> I said, you know, I, I don't really nice care. microphone, Aaron. Where do you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't really care if we end up in a cardboard box as long as I have you and my two kids. Uh, everything else will take care. It's not my desire. I mean, I'm not going to quit my job and hope to go homeless. But if, God forbid, something ever happened, I said, as long as I'm with you guys, I'm good. And And as long as I can see, like, the hand of God moving in my friends' lives, man. I don't, I don't look at my lack. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that place where I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like I can, I can cheer my buddies on. I can cheer uh, ministries on and, and, and purpose, man. I can cheer purpose on like what's happening in your life. It's purposeful. I'm finding so much uh, joy in that. And so this good. is just good for me, man. It really is. It's good. I love you both. Love you, buddy. Either one of you. Call me up if you ever need anything. I need a million dollars, and so does Aaron. No, you don't. 
<laughs> you just said you live in a cardboard box, bro. I heard you. I, I I'm going to hold you accountable to that, man. Just, just send it, man. <laughs> no. I think that seeing the gold, like it's easy to see the gold in, in, in you guys, you know what I mean? Like, but like Christ hung on that cross for each and every person we're, we're ever going to meet and seeing the gold and, and being able to, 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 to pull it out of those, help pull it out of those people. I, I, I just think like, if we knew who we were truly created to be, like we can say, we know the right things to say, right? But like, if we really knew who we were created to be, like, uh, you know, I can't say everything, but Darren, you've got more influence than than what than what you ever probably could have imagined. But it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like. The ripple effects of what of what you you did, Scott, just in your time in Buckland, will have ripple effects for out of all of eternity, like like these things like sometimes we we look at these things and and i'll just just real short when we look at these things we look at it through them through our carnal eyes and we don't look at them through the the lens of christ because we're only called to do uh we're only we sometimes we think we need to do too much but we're only called to do uh and be obedient in the things that he's called us to you know and and i think that maybe we haven't done them perfectly but man when we do that at the end of the day, we're going to see that good, well done, good and faithful servant. And uh, I, I really, I really enjoy that in you guys. I see that gold and it's easy for me to see that. And I just, I guess that's my point is like, man, Lord, get, cultivate a, a heart in me that I can see that gold in those people that are just, just downright nasty and persecuting me too. And if I'm not the one to sow and water into them, like send some laborers, Lord, send them. Mm-hmm relentlessly send those laborers into their into their camp to influence them but yeah i love you guys same thing you know and uh, we need people that we can that'll stand on the mountaintops with us but we'll be in the foxholes or be in the trenches with us and, and i really love and honor you guys for that love this broadcast it's good for me good love you guys love you bud we'll talk soon okay